the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing in more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Got your coffee ready. Sitting down thinking. Um, one area that I'm often surprised by is how underprepared we are for retirement by a long shot. Um, not good, in my opinion. Not good at all. So one of the questions that came up recently for me was, from basically, I'm not going to use the word amateur, but it had an amateur kind of feel to it that said, I'm afraid that I'm going to run out of money in retirement. And first things first, I had a rental car over the weekend and I, <coughs> excuse me, and I had to return it. I like to use Enterprise because then I don't have to worry about driving there to come pick you up, that kind of thing, drop you off. Being newly retired is a, a reason to celebrate for a lot of people. And when I got into the rental car to be returned to my home, uh, the driver was clearly retired, right? He's that age. And I said, so how do you like uh, working for Enterprise? What do you do? And he goes, I drive. And you know, I just drive people like you back to their houses or pick them up or what have you. I'm like, cool. Now, he said he retired a couple years ago. And I said, what's the coolest car you've got to drive? He goes, ooh, that's a good question. And he got to drive a brand new Corvette. Now, I once had a vet, and I got a license plate that said, My Vet, and people got really, really upset about that because I had a Chevette, not a Corvette. And what was interesting is one one week uh, during the school season, I think a drunk driver hit the back panel, the back door, side door, and the front panel. And insurance came out, and I don't know why I had it covered. It doesn't even make sense. And uh, they wrote me a check for like $3,000, $4,000. And I was like, woo And uh, that's when I got to learn. I refer to that as the summer of Bondo, where you basically you know, pull the dents out as best you can, and you put kind of a, a, a cementy type thing on the, on the, over the steel. You go get spray paint, and it kind of doesn't even look close, but you kind of hope it does maybe at nighttime, and I pocketed the insurance. I didn't get the work done. Uh, car had no value to me, and no one wants to buy a Chevette with high mileage. But anyway, back to this driver. He's retired, and he's retired, and how do I finish this story? So he drives for a living, so he keeps some of the income coming in, and I think that's a great idea. So being newly retired, for a lot of people, is a reason to celebrate. Being newly retired is the time where a lot of people panic and there's mistakes that you can make and not make. Uh, there's a 
security guard here at Channel 4 Crown, where I work, and I do the radio show Monday through Thursday from here, and then on Fridays I do it from Fremont. But there's a security guard that, uh, I don't know, he, he looks 75, maybe a little bit more. You know, it's always tough to tell, because were they out in the sun a lot, were they not? But, you know, he's manning the door and uh, making sure people get in and out and watching the cameras outside and scurrying away the homeless people when they look like they're going to be breaking into people's cars and such. But he's keeping it, they're both keeping income coming in, and the guy in retirement's driving. And I think that's a great thing. It is not a bad thing. It is a great thing. Um... So a mistake that you can make is spending too much too soon in retirement. You know, you're like, hey, Social Security is going to start coming in. And you're, you quickly learn that Social Security is, you know, let's say maybe $1,000 after taxes. It's not a lot of money, uh, depending on if you own a house, don't own a house. Is it paid off? Is it not? With Americans living longer, you know, you got to have a budget. And $1,000 a month is great. But is that your budget? And how much do you burn or not burn? So you don't want to spend money too soon. Especially if you're healthy and eager and you want to enjoy all that free time. You really have to have a good budget. Um, Uh, If you make the transition from quote-unquote earning money to spending money, uh, it's a time of reflection. So... You don't want to spend too much early on in retirement. It's a rookie mistake. Another rookie mistake is overspending on the house. A lot of people want to be debt-free, and I get it. And it's an admirable thing, and it's one that you know uh, we all should work our entire life for. My property tax isn't going to go away in retirement. My income tax, sales tax, is not going to go away in retirement. The income tax on my Social Security is not going to go away or on my dividends or anything else. So overspending on a house is interesting because you want to pay your mortgage off. You're retired and don't have income coming in anymore. But rushing to do so may not be the best idea because you're going to move an asset from like cash or cash equivalent into your home and you're probably creating a larger tax liability when you sell it and or for your heirs. As long as you have the cash flow to comfortably make the payments, don't sacrifice your retirement savings by using a big chunk of it to pay it down. Instead, keep it invested where it should continue to grow. Plus, having a mortgage offers tax benefits you still can claim as a retiree. Now, again, this is why you consult a certified financial planner. And you can consult a certified financial planner by going to any of the events that CFP, Chad Burton, and myself put together for New Focus Financial. And you can find out what event's coming to your town by going to robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. And uh, if you see an event... Punch in the code radio 25, and as a radio listener, you'll get in for free. Another mistake that I see people make is obviously paying off the mortgage can be a mistake. Spending too much is a mistake, and overspending on the kids, um, it stinks. I know a lot of people who are in their mid 30s and still live at home, and it's kind of cool. You know, if you've got parents that, you know, want that and, and you love them and you get a bond with them, that's great. So once you retire, it's time to let the 35-year-olds take care of themselves, especially if you don't have enough money. Over the last 10 years, we've seen you know more and more with millennials not being able to get out on their own and parents helping them out. I know a friend from L.A., Melissa. She works for her mother's um, beauty products company. 
And she doesn't make enough to support her lifestyle. And she's always like, oh, I just got back from the Riviera. I'm like, you just got back from the Riviera where your mom bought you a ticket. So you'd, you know, and I see a lot of that of, you know, adults living off their parents. Do re me. And uh, overspending on your kids. If you're paying rent for your adult children or their cell phone or their car payments or other recurring costs, it's time, in my opinion, to say, I don't have enough money to last, and I can't continue to do this for you unless you're going to do it for me when I'm 85 and have nothing. Um, so making smart decisions early in retirement really pays off over time, and uh, I would eyeball that if you can. So uh, get very comfortable with the biggest, easiest mistakes to make uh, quickly when you retire, which is overspending on the kids, overspending on the house, paying it down, or you know, starting to do big home upgrades to bathrooms and things like that that you didn't do. Um, and don't spend too much money. You have a budget and make sure that you're starting with your Social Security. Um, and then take a look at your assets and figure out how long you want them to last for you. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. And if there's a seminar coming up and I do them every four to six weeks, you can sign up for free using the code radio25 if you're a radio listener. I'm going to be updating a Facebook page today. Um, you can find it at Cron4 Rob Black, Cron4 Rob Black, and Business Radio, uh, KDOW.biz, uh, or Business Radio, KDOW.biz on Facebook. So I'm going to do a Facebook Live special, Facebook Live, probably around 9, 10 today. If you want to drop me an email, I'll answer it on the Facebook Live, Rob at RobBlackShow.com. Real estate site Zumper looked at the median rent on a one-bedroom apartment across 27 Bay Area cities and found that almost nowhere... In the nine counties, can renters expect to rent a home for less than the California median price? So renters could expect to shell out $3,420 for a modest home, still the highest nationwide. But in all, only five cities in the survey managed to dip below the state average of 1686 One of those is Santa Rosa, which if Stockton is the armpit of California, Santa Rosa is the armpit of Napa and Sonoma County. Just saying. Just saying, their wineries are called Safeway <laughs> and Oliver's Market. Let's go get some wine. Where are we going? Safeway. Dollar Store. They've got a city there called, inside of Santa Rosa, they've got a neighborhood inside of uh, Santa Rosa called Rinkin Valley, but it's nicknamed Drinkin' Valley. Because all the nice Safeways where you can go get wine, and it's got a screw cap. Um, okay, so Santa Rosa. The winners are if you want to buy a home or rent a home for less than buying a home, uh, not for less than, but for the median rent, 1610 in Livermore, 1600 in Concord, 1600 in Napa, and 1300 in Villajo, which I'm pretty sure is Spanish for Wales hoo-ha. Oh, no, no, that's San Diego, not Villajo. San Diego, Villajo. <laughs> Anyhow. Kind of a big deal. What do you think about the rents of homes, Tony? $1,686 a month for a one-bedroom apartment. That's the state average. Uh, Bay Area. I, Bay Area oh, that's the Bay Area average. Okay. And it's actually tied to the California median average, too, So, um, which is pretty interesting. Really not that affordable, is it? 
for, one, for one bedroom. It just blows my mind that that that's for one bedroom. Yeah. Um, it's you want to say it's getting out of control, um, but that's what California's real estate market did. You know, they, when prices drop, in ve- the guidelines got too tight. Lenders didn't want to lend. People were afraid of buying. Investors were like, oh, yeah, price dips. I want to come in. They And investors bought, bought, bought. And now we have low rates. People don't want to get out of their houses. Everybody's that's moving up or downsized. It doesn't matter. They're keeping their houses as rentals because everybody can rent. Uh, everybody's renting. So we have high home prices that are keeping the rents high is what basically is happening. I'm with you on that. It'll so, continue for a while. Yeah, it, it kind of will. It's funky because there's a combination of if you own a home, you're probably near its all-time high. Near, maybe not at. But also, if you own a home, you've probably refinanced it into a low mortgage rate, and thus you become property that is prime for renters um, because you're co- easily covering your mortgage uh, if a renter is involved, sometimes by $1,000, 2000 so your cash flow on twenty four thousand dollars on your home. Now you problem is you got to go find another home. Uh, we just talked last segment about where people are moving. Uh, the week before, there was a report. I can't remember who it was from. Uh, did a similar report about where people are, what cities and what metropolitan areas are looking out of their own area, and the Bay Area leads that leads that whole category. As far and Seattle's the number one choice. Uh, San Antonio is another choice. Reno, Sacramento. Um, I think Denver and places like that. So Bay Area leads the nation in people that are looking for homes outside of their own area. And this is one of the reasons why people want to buy. Um, they may come here for jobs. They may spend a year, two years, three years, five years getting some good experience, good job, and then find some sort of way to relocate and buy a house. So That's what we're seeing. It's interesting to note. It's the, the perfect wave of things to hit homeowners are hurting potential renters um, or putting the homeowner in the driver's seat to become a landlord. Um, and it's funny because I've, I own a property where I've basically put in you know, my estate, like if I die, this should be a rental. Um, that's my plan. Uh, now, again, I don't like managing rentals, so I think whoever manages rentals or whoever has rentals should get property manager. I live 3,000 miles away from a property that I have in Raleigh, North Carolina. And they said last week, they sent me some pictures and they're like, okay, the tree in the front yard starting to creep into your foundation. I want to know that. I want to know that until one night, either the tree fell over, the house fell over or an earthquake shook. And that was the only house on the block to fall apart. And this is the little things that are, that can define whether you have a good property manager or not. Right. Uh, but it, you know, in the Bay area, a lot of people are saying, you know, I have a lot of equity. I have a really low mortgage. Shoot, I can rent this place for four thousand, five thousand a month. I can afford a good property management. Property management companies must be booming right now. Yeah, maybe you should start one. Um, listen to this, and I don't know where we go with this, but thirty percent of high-end real estate deals are subject of a new watchdog program involved involving the yeah. Treasury Department. I talked about suspicious this activity. Yeah, I, I talked about this last night on on the show. Um, what that eventually is going to lead to is just tighter guidelines for lenders to deal with that are going to be passed along to the borrowers. Um, fortunately, right now, it's only set at the $2 million mark. So anything over a $2 million loan, you're going to end up with tighter and even tighter guidelines. So the way that the watchdog program works is that the title insurance companies are required to determine the true owners of LLCs. 
So a lot of LLCs and shell companies are going into areas of New York City, Miami, Dade, Broward, Palm County, Palm Beach County, San Diego, San Francisco, San Diego, the Bay Area, and they're buying all cash. And it's just a shell company. Think of it as the mafia saying, okay, we've got this drug money. What do we do with it? Let's buy a house, and in a couple of years, we'll sell said house and get clean, clean money. money. Yeah. So um, the rule covers properties uh, purchased for more than $3 million in Manhattan, properties over $1 million in southern Florida, properties over $2 million in California locations mm-hmm. in Hawaii. This could slow down transactions in um, real estate, and slowing down transactions, supply and demand, slowing down demand could mean falling prices in luxury areas. Um, I find that very interesting. And again, to hear the number, and this is the only thing I find interesting. 30% are under investigation. This isn't just a few. Mm-hmm. This is 30%. Yeah, and it's going to tie into real estate quite a bit. Uh-huh. In the real estate transaction side, there's going to be some more disclosures and some more um, headaches that go through the, the whole process in the higher end. For the loans, if there's a loan involved, there's going to be a lot of documentation that you're going to have to go back and forth. What we're afraid of is that it trickles down into the rest of the the majority of the loans that we see, the 99% of the rest of the purchases and uh, that we see, and it's going to slow the process down and make it harder. Tony and I are going to talk tonight, today, after the radio show, whenever you're listening, about home equity lines of credit. It's going to be a private conversation, because guess who's getting a H-E-L-O-C? Me, 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 me. Um, I know you're saying, are you practicing for opera? No. If you want to talk with Tony, you can find him at bayarealonesource.com. BayAreaLoanSource.com. I'm actually going to be in an opera called Oprah. Uh, you can find me on RobBlackShow.com. That's RobBlackShow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I've been looking for a beach house, a retirement home in Santa Barbara, and I found a really cool one, Tony, last weekend that I want to talk to you about. And I've been doing this basically over the weekend, every other weekend for a couple of years now. Not a couple of years, a couple of months is what I meant to say. And I found this house on Mesa Lane that was pretty sweet, $1.5 million. It was really tiny, 1,400 square feet for three bedrooms and two baths. And you're thinking about retirement, you're like, that's plenty. But then you go... First and foremost, you go in the property and it's a little courtyard and it's gorgeous. It's like a dream come true kind of courtyard. It is all of that and a bucket of chicken and more. Um, so you go in and you see this little courtyard and it, it's breathtaking. There's a little breakfast nook there, the little table for four. And the architecture, not the last, not the current owner, but the current the owner before it um, was a landscape architect. And ultimately, when he did this home, you know, he planted it with frilly, friendly plants and bushes. There's adobe walls. There's a huge palm tree that kind of explodes in the sky like a firecracker um, or fireworks. There's pieces of art. There's an outdoor living room. So you're like, whoa, that's the first thing you see. There's a little pond. And up to the pond, it was like, there's little messages in the concrete. Like, what do I hear? And then you walk two more blocks of concrete and you're like, is it a frog? Or is it a fish? And you walk two more things and you're like, oh no, it's neither. And you walk two more and you look up and it says a turtle. And it's a turtle that's spitting water out of its mouth or something stupid like that. But this house was, its former owner was a guy named Owen Dell, who was a renowned landscape that he put in a permeable driveway. He put in a rooftop vegetable garden. Hmm. Let's stop for a second and think about that. A rooftop vegetable garden. Not solar panels, which kind of kind of cool, kind of cliche. And he has a sprinkler on his roof. No, no. He had a, a, a ladder 
that had a jack for a hose and on top it had a jack for a hose. So he would climb the ladder, turn on the water and, and water his vegetable garden up on that. His architecture was, was lauded and emulated worldwide. And the house wasn't selling for a premium. It was selling, you know, Santa Barbara doesn't have 20 buyers per house. Um, but when you walk out, you know, like the master suite was a pretty cool area. It had a walk-in closet and a bath and the tile work on the tub was gorgeous original. Um, the tile vies for attention with the window, which frames the private garden outside. There was an apricot tree, a peach tree, an apple tree, an orange tree, an avocado tree. And those are some accoutrements that I would want. Do you know how many dollars in avocados Americans eat? And you get a tree that's yielding 200 plus. Suddenly your home costs go down. Yeah. You're shopping in your backyard. And everything in the house, everything else was like medicinal or herbs you can cook with. Do you say herbs or herbs? Herbs. Herbs. How like the way you say herbs. 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 Better. So, um, anyway, it was a magical little house. It had a separate, oh, and this was the cool thing. It was a four, it was marketed as a four, two, a three, two. But when you go outside and you see all these trees, you're like, ooh. And then there's a pretty big, what I would refer to as a magical area. And it was where he kind of set up an outside office that was as good of quality as the home itself, which they never are. He networked it. He divided it in two rooms. So it was a giant space and two thirds of the room. He basically gave to his kids to watch TV because the house is too small. Remember it's 1400 mm-hmm. square feet. Um, and then the other room was his, his where he would play his cello. And then you go, okay, you're like, okay, so suddenly it's a five two, And then suddenly you go in the garage and there's a, he's like, wait, 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 there's more. Like everything you're like, wait, 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 there's more. The original tile in the bathroom, I'm like, you had me at the original tile. And then you go in the garage and um, it's an in-law unit with just a bed, a dresser, a vanity, um, a heater, and that's it. It, it. It's it's lovely for people to stay. Like if you wanted to come down, you could stay in that room for two nights and you'd love it. And But the whole house is situated so you stay outside because there's four chairs around a fireplace in the back. There's two chairs around a fireplace in the back. So you're sipping wine with your loved one. And then there's four chairs and a table in front uh, so, so for breakfast. But there's also a small kitchen. Oh, the kitchen. It had a 45-year-old oven where the real estate agent's like, oh, you can sell that. And make a premium because that's original and it works and it's in great condition and put in whatever you want because the oven was the size of a laptop computer. So think of your 15 inch laptop computer and think about cooking a turkey in it. No way. No way. Now there is a high end uh, luxury uh, grocery store right around the corner, but you would want to put in a real oven because this was like 45 years ago when a a turkey probably was the size of a a chicken or a a hen. (laughs) So not the super chickens we have today. Oh, good God. If you watch a movie called fed up and some of the other documentaries and you see how much water they pump into chickens, I don't even like the taste of chicken anymore at the grocery stores because it's just, it's all watery and rubbery. But anyway, I digress. Beautiful home. Oh, and get this five houses away. You walk down basically 10 flights of steps and you're on a beautiful beach. Going for sounds lovely. Going for market value on square footage. No premiums tied towards the artistic. No premium tied towards the beach. Oh, here's the rough thing. Crappy school district. And I was going to say, there's, there's, there's got to be a catch here. Right, and that's the catch. And uh, so, so it's, ideal it's place for, vacation, for vacationing or for retiring, but not 
the most ideal place for you are correct sir so maybe private schools so here's a question for you well again like i said it's a good retirement home that's what i was looking for um so here's a question for you um riddle me this i talked about the fruit trees being super important to me the three extra rooms super important two of them are permitted one of them are not i don't know why i wasn't marketed as that um so the one in the garage has collapsible walls if you ever need to take it down like if it's getting inspected <laughs> um and they've done that before and now there's a state law that i inspectors, i hear nothing i hear nothing now there's a thing yeah, i shouldn't have said that um and now there's a state law that uh inspectors aren't allowed to come in your home unless you invite them but if they come in like for, vampires that's true like vampires that's well put so what accoutrements would you look for I think fruit trees are a lovely bonus. I, I'm an outdoorsy kind of guy. I like landscaping. So yeah. you, you had me at landscape. You had me at the avocado tree. Right. Uh, I looked at a house not too long ago, and I'm in the backyard. I didn't, wasn't paying much attention to the massive tree in the backyard, and all of a sudden I heard a boom, kind of like the Tom Hanks in Castaway. I just didn't know what the noise was, and it was avocados falling off the tree. Um, I would dig that. I would eat a lot of avocados. Right. I'd mix it with my lime. I'd make some salsa. I'd have some cilantro and something else over here growing, and I'd make my own. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. You should come up with recipes that you put on BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. <laughs> I make it be Tony's salsa. I make a killer set of uh, rack of ribs. Okay. But I can't give that secret away. Mm. So as I walked away, realizing the adobe wall surrounding Mesa Lane feels much more like it was put there to hold the magic inside than to keep the intruders out left with a smile on my face and a little bounce in my step. Anyway, we get the out. When I thought I had seen it all, I directed myself to yet another secret room off the garage. The hideaway has high ceilings and beautiful light and would make a perfect music room or hobby room. I walked back to the main house through a meandering pathway and let my mind wander as well. Butterflies flitted in the sunlight and every care in the world seemed out of this peaceful garden oasis. Mmm, delicious. I bit into an avocado only to find that there was a worm inside of it. (laughs) Cookie. Have you ever eaten any fruit or, and you suddenly notice something terribly wrong? Um, and you spit it out quickly. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't like where this is going. Oh, wait till you know where it goes. (laughs) There was one time where I was stuck in traffic and I had a big cup, like 64 ounces of water and I had to pee really bad. So, I, I don't want to hear the end of that story. Right. So I, I drink lots of water and, you know, you're stuck in traffic for 20 minutes. You have to pee. So. I'm going to hear the end of the story somehow. It's 30 minutes, 40 minutes, 50 minutes. You grab your cup because you're thirsty. It's worse than spit and chew. When you drink your own urine, you don't swallow it. You're like, hmm, that's warm and salty. <laughs> really? You spit it out and you're appalled at yourself. And you go, you know what? That's not so bad. Yummy. From the tales of the true, the false, the made up, and the bizarre. Oh my god, no way. Okay, so things that you look for in a house. You like architecture or landscape. I like landscape. The architecture was top notch. Usually you have to pay a premium for it, but not always. And again, that's why you should give yourself months and months to look for the perfect place. I looked at 38 places. The first one I liked, and then I saw people move in this weekend. I was like, bitter. I think... as, as a buyer, you, you the last one I liked. You obviously you're going to have the emotions when you go in there. You're going to see the beauty of the property. 
Uh, but you, you have to get practical. You have to come back to reality and remember that you still have to use the house. Uh, do the other things function? The stove would be a turn off for me. Um, I want an upgraded kitchen. I want upgraded bathrooms. The tiles, okay, I can appreciate that they're you know some artisan tiles and um, I you know, but I have to use the house. I have to get to know what I'm going to be doing in that house to see if it actually functions. Um, what what is the landscaping going to cost? Uh, it sounds like a landscaping nightmare to be honest with you. What happens when you get old and you can't? Maybe you can't afford to pay somebody to do it, and you thought you could do it yourself. You know who so, the seller was? I don't. A woman who was running out of alimony. Yeah. So she must have like six, seven years of alimony because in California it's lifetime alimony after ten years, and she's like, time to sell. Yeah. And uh, the house was so high end. You know what I had to think about or put in an offer? How much the furniture would cost? Because you can't stock it with Macy's if it's a high-end artisan yeah. house. Tony Mendez, you can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. Talk real estate with him about your dream home. Help him. He'll help you refinance it or finance it. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at KDOW.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Hi, everyone. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Tony Mendez and myself... He's my mortgage lender, and sometimes I'll run ideas by him. And sometimes I'll use him as a straight man on the radio show because he <laughs> kind of plays that part. Uh, earlier today, we were talking about video games. Earlier today, we were talking about you know, car, car buying payments. car payments, having a car payment versus not, and that freedom of having that extra 200 to $600 a month. One of the areas I see people get themselves into just enormous financial, like in over their head, is their car payments. But you and I were just uh, also running through some scenarios on home equity lines of credit. And you're something you said in that first segment, you're just like, anyone can get a car loan. Like it, the, the industry is geared towards you want it. You got it almost, almost instant real time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But home equity line of credit four to seven weeks. Yeah. It, a, it used to be quick. Process. Yeah. It used to be faster. Um, that four to seven weeks feels like when I go to the doctor that once a year annual physical and he pulls out the rubber glove. <laughs> That moment where he pulls out the rubber yeah, glove. Four to seven weeks of that. It feels like four to seven weeks before. Are you done yet? Okay, yeah. Mr. Blackman, bend over. We, so getting an equity line is a little bit different, different than getting a, what they call a first and second combo. But and probably different than a proctology exam. Yeah. <laughs> is that the Simpsons? <laughs> no, that's my proctologist. So. Go! When he's done and he says it's finger looking good, I'm like, no, no, no jokes here. Okay, so it's a process to get a home equity line, and everyone wants a home equity line, but then they realize the bank's not just going to give me three hundred, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollar credit line that I could write a check off of without really doing a little bit of homework on it and making sure the I's are dotted and the T's are slashed. Yeah, and and also there's a there's a um, pretty wide range of interest rates and terms that you can that you can work with uh, i mean the, the great thing about an equity line is that it you don't have to actually draw on it uh, you can just have it sitting there as an emergency and a lot of people do that in fact more the the more people i know have equity lines are have it just for emergencies they they don't even have a a, a balance gotcha um but those who want to take some money out it's it's a great it's if you don't want to touch your first loan you get that equity line and uh, you, you borrow the money when you can, you pay it back when you can. It's variable, which means that 
every time that you make a payment or a chunk of payment, it, it lowers your payment and, and then the effective interest rate drops. And, and this is what so, you do for a living. You yeah. basically shepherd people through the mortgage process, whether yeah. they're buying their first home, whether they're buying a vacation home, whether they're buying their second home, whether mm-hmm. they're moving and selling, whether they're getting a home equity alliance so they can have the ammo ready right. to pull the trigger when need be. Um, but it takes, it takes some time. Now, even home equity lines of credit, they differ like gold and clay. Um, some of them are up to 500,000. Some of them start at 50,000. Uh, that's the lowest I've seen. They probably could go even lower than that. But um, some banks are like, you know, we only do HELs to, you know, 50,000. I'm like, really? Like, that's what's the fun in that? But, you know, it's not supposed to be fun. But the home equity lines of credit, <laughs> there's different products even inside that, that big concept. Yeah, uh, there used to be a lot more. Um, I, you're, you're limited to fixed and then some sort of ver- a variable that ha- can have components of fixed and uh, the weird repayment plans. But th- there used to be quite a few different. But one, the one thing that is pretty consistent is um, is the amount that you can borrow of the equity in your house. So you can go up to, in some cases, up to 85%, 90%. Of course, the rate goes a little bit higher as you as you go higher and you need higher credit scores to do that. Uh, but that is the one thing that equity lines um, are very strict on is, is uh, credit score. So you could have a ton of equity in your house, but if you have a credit score that's substantial, you know, let's just say it's the mid 600s, you may not get an equity line and you, you're forced to do a, a cash out refinance, mm. which you can do. So you can actually borrow more money with a lower credit score if you do a, a first loan than you do on a second loan. It's just It's all about the risk that the, the lenders are taking and the investors. But those are, they can be scary. Uh, a lot of people are saying, you know what, is, is it time to just convert my equity line into a 30-year fix because you know, we fear that rates are going to go up in the future? Every time the Fed increases rates, your equity line payment goes up because it's all based on prime. I'm with you. And those can sting you down the road. And then you have a, you lose your interest-only payment after 10 years. You lose your draw after 10 years. You have to pay it back in 20 years. And a lot of people keep holding on these. They they go through that recast. Oh, I can pay it, the 10-year recast. The interesting thing about home equity lines of credit, one of the reasons they're flawed is that you basically borrow money. And a lot of people go out and get a new car, a depreciating asset. A lot of people, instead of going after something like, okay, I'm going to pay down other debt, like high college interest rate debt, great idea. Um, if you're going to do it with low interest rate debt, great idea. But you would kind of assume better performance uh, with the money you're borrowing. But there is a cost of that money. So you, there's already a negative subtraction on performance, per se, that you have to make up and beat. And like, for instance, if you take out a big HEL and go buy a home, yes, you're selling your current home at high values, which could lose value, and you're a winner. But you're selling a part of it. Tough concept for a lot of people to digest. But you're also going out and getting a new home that you're getting at high values that may be dropping in value right next to that current situation. A lot of people are also saying they want to lock in the equity in their house. Okay. They get that equity line um, and they take the money, they either take the money or they, you know, they just sit on that, that $500,000, for example, in case values do drop. Um, it, it is a consumer loan and it is something you, you have to do a lot of research on, especially knowing the, your exit strategies and that if you do borrow money and you try to pay it off with a refinance and like ra- what they do a wraparound loan is it's a considered a cash out loan so you have to be really careful about that and know that before getting it he's tony mendez i'm rob black talking all things financial whether it be video game investment ideas go back and listen to the hour whether it be home equity lines of credit um great idea and i've been working on one with tony it takes time he's a mortgage lender this is what he does whether it's sharks tickets or car loans and uh, paying those off versus investing, 
I'm Rob Black. This is Rob Black and your money. You can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.